and welcome to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. I'm your host, John Carlin. I'm a member of the board of directors for Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge. And more importantly, I've lived here in the region for more than three decades. I've raised my family here. I enjoy all the amenities that we'll be talking about here on the Visit VBR podcast. And this is the very first VBR podcast. There is so much to talk about. I'm just going to hit on a couple of the high points and then we will have an interview today with the general manager, Brian Wells, of the Hotel Roanoke and Conference Center, which has undergone some, during this COVID times, they've had they've done some major improvements to both the conference center and the hotel itself. Uh, there's a new bar, the Pine Room, which local residents will know is kind of a nice little tucked away area, but it's been greatly improved. And, and so we'll be talking all about that with Brian Wells. But let me tell you a little bit more uh, about the Blue Ridge, the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast, excuse me, uh, because we'll be talking about all the all the great things, events, places to go, restaurants, things to do here in Virginia's Blue Ridge, basically in, in Roanoke, Roanoke County, the city of Salem, Botetourt, Franklin Counties, nice little area here uh, where I live and love in uh, in the western portion of the state of Virginia. We're, we're right here in the Blue Ridge Mountains. The Blue Ridge Parkway passes right through the region. And if you, you know, if you want to come play in the mountains, we say that what we have here is a metro mountain mix. So you'll find it here in Virginia's Blue Ridge, which also, by the way, I need to mention right off the top is known as America's East Coast Mountain Biking Capital. And I've been out riding my bike at Carvin's Cove. I've got a, a new Santa Cruz mountain bike and uh, Carvin's Cove is one of the best destination mountain bike riding areas in the nation. That's just one of many places that you can ride your bike here in in the Blue Ridge region. And I'll be talking a lot more about bicycling in upcoming podcasts. But what is a, a Metro Mountain Mix? I don't know that you would know exactly what that is. So let me try and explain what I mean when I say a metro mountain mix. Of course, we've got the mountains here. That's pretty obvious. But think of it kind of like uh, maybe like an outdoor playground where we have hiking and bicycling, fishing, fly fishing, you name it, kayaking, all in the midst of kind of a small, non-threatening city atmosphere where we have museums like the famous Taubman Museum of Art. Uh, And if you've never been to the Taubman, if you've never seen the Taubman, just standing outside and looking at the building is is uh, fascinating. It is a a very beautiful modern interpretation of mountains through its uh, high skylines and its roofs and its peaks and glass and it's just beautiful from the outside and then you get inside and the displays rotate with the seasons and people come here from all over to uh, to visit the Taubman Museum of Art and then we have uh, the Transportation Museum of Virginia uh, with a lot of focus there but not totally focused on the city's railroad heritage and steam engines and so forth and that's a popular destination. You can play pinball all day for a small fee at the Pinball Museum, which is inside the center in the square. We also have we have brew pubs, shopping, and on the downtown market. 
great restaurants. Kids can play all day in Kids Square. Some of these have COVID restrictions right now, so I would suggest that you call ahead and click on the links that will be in the show notes of this podcast. But the Metro Mountain Mix gives you the, like, the small city atmosphere with this little boutique city that's located right here where people can come and play. And and, and I have to point out that we have lots of sports tournaments here. So, um, you know, softball, volleyball, soccer, basketball, you name it. We have fields and we have gyms galore and we have the infrastructure to handle all of that. We have hotels which are family friendly. So there's there's a lot to do here in our Metro Mountain Mix. And then I have to mention in particular the Explore Park, which is just off of the Blue Ridge Parkway. They have recently opened in the past year or so something called Treetop Quest. It's got zip lines, obstacle courses, and a lot, lot more going on at Explore Park. And we'll be talking about Explore Park in an upcoming podcast very soon. And again, there'll be links to all these places in the show notes. Now, look, this is by no means a full list. I just wanted to begin to try and paint a picture of what this region is all about. And my, you know, you might want to come here, spend a week, spend a weekend, spend a day, bring your kayak, bring your bicycle, whether it's a road bike or a mountain bike or a gravel bike. And all of this is in the Visit VBR uh, website as well. It, it is literally a, a complete guide to everything that we have going on here, whether it's mountain, which would be the outdoor recreations, or metro, which would be all the other amenities we have here in the region. Now, I am recording this initial podcast in October of 2020. This is the uh, time of year that people come to the mountains to see the fall foliage. Of course, the foliage is based upon the elevations. So the higher the mountains, the sooner the leaves change. Roanoke is sort of in the middle of all of that. And as I'm speaking right now, I would say we're just beginning to change. Uh, And then usually you've got a month of really, really pretty Foliage. I wouldn't even want to take a stab at what the peak weekend would be, but as we even as we get into early November here, we still have nice foliage. So uh, that's something that you might want to think about, whether you want to come and you want to hike, or you just want to drive through on the parkway. Uh, there's a lot going on. Now, you can't talk about this region without mentioning the hotel Roanoke. It's known as the Grand Old Lady. It sits on a hill overlooking downtown. It's got a beautiful glass walkway that connects it to the downtown attractions. Uh, The Hotel Roanoke features a conference center. It's hugely popular for conferences and conventions. Again, been hit like everybody else a little bit with COVID, but uh, it's starting to come back. And in the meantime, uh, while COVID has reduced everyone's travel, the hotel has taken the opportunity and they have done some huge upgrades there. The Pine Room, knotty pine paneling, which is kind of one of the reasons that it's known as the Pine Room, has been expanded. The area adjacent to it has been turned into a beautiful bar called 1882. And that's only been open a couple of weeks as I'm speaking right now. It's already proving hugely popular with hotel guests. And we'll hear more about that coming up with my interview with Brian Wells. Uh, And that is a special treat today on the VBR podcast. Brian Wells, the general manager of the Hotel Roanoke, will be joining me and he'll be bringing us up to date on all that's going on with the hotel's expansion. And this is good information for travelers as well as local people who enjoy the hotel. If you live here in Virginia's Blue Ridge, you go to the hotel off and you enjoy the restaurants and there's a lot more to enjoy now than there ever was before. So coming up, Brian Wells on the VBR podcast. There are endless opportunities for mountain biking in Virginia's Blue Ridge, America's East Coast mountain biking capital. Virginia's Blue Ridge is also a silver level ride center by the International Mountain Bicycling Association. 
Get ready to pump and bump your way through all the trails in Virginia's Blue Ridge. We've got it all from downhill rides to challenging cross-country treks. More info at visitvbr.com. Welcome back to the Visit VBR podcast, and joining me now is the man in charge, the top dog at the Hotel Roanoke, Brian Wells. Brian, is it is it president, executive director? What's what's your title? Uh, general manager, Hotel Roanoke and Conference Center. Gotcha. Well, welcome to the Visit VBR podcast. So so good to have you on here today. It's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. So there is a lot going on at the Hotel Roanoke. You guys have, and a lot of people are not aware of this, even here locally, but during this time of COVID, you've been uh, you've been upgrading some stuff, starting out with the, the Pine Room. Tell us what's going on with the Pine Room now, which has been kind of a little cubbyhole of a place at the Hotel Roanoke historically. Sure. Real quick, just want to mention we did finished a complete renovation of the conference center right at the beginning of the pandemic. So in April, all of our ballrooms, brand new carpet, great new new technology uh, in the conference center. So we wrapped that project up and jumped directly into the Pine Room expansion, which was scheduled to begin in March. And the planning for it started over two years ago. So we were vested in that project and it was funded. Our, our ownership with Virginia Tech Foundation and our board we went through some somewhat of a master planning exercise, and we realized that we needed a, a, a more formal, casual dining concept to pair with the Regency Room, which is our Four Diamond Fine Dining restaurant. And uh, what started out to be a gastro pub really evolved. The kitchen that we had prior was in the basement and all the food went up through a dumbwaiter. So it kind of was a throttle to the operation. And it also was uh, a restriction on the type of foods the chefs make. So uh, we were excited to put a hearth kitchen in, in the space, in the dining space. And from there, started looking at the rest of the adjoining space, designed a patio to go on the front lawn, which is a great arrival experience for the property and has a great view of Mill Mountain, the star in the city market building. And then out in front of the Pine Room Pub, we had our Palm Court area, which was a, a big space, circulation space, but wasn't really activated as a gathering space. Um, so we uh, designed a, a lobby bar and we aptly named it 1882, which is the year the hotel opened. And we've also, through the process, really embraced history of the hotel. Uh, we restored the sky mural in the Palm Court area, which was pre-1935. And it's a beautiful multi-point star design, beautiful night sky, celestial bodies, and uh, some zodiac signs, and just came out stunning. Uh, it really is visually uh, very welcoming to the space. And the bar is designed to make you feel like you're approaching a large rail station ticket operation with millwork and a great metal canopy. Um, and our design team really, really did a good job. You know, I think we ought to, uh, there's so many things that you just mentioned there that I want to follow up on, but let's assume that maybe somebody is listening to this podcast that doesn't live in Roanoke. They don't know the the story of the Hotel Roanoke and what, why this is not just a hotel, but it is, uh, it is really a, a landmark, not just in, in uh, Roanoke, not just in Western Virginia, but in the entire state of Virginia. You want to just, just kind of give listeners an, a, a quick overview of what the Hotel Roanoke is historically? Uh, it'd be a pleasure to do that. It's a great story. I mean, the hotel was sited here 
1882 by the Norfolk and Western Railway Company. They had made a decision to make Roanoke Big Lick at the time their headquarters. So uh, immediately from a very small farming community, Roanoke more or less exploded into a small city. And one of the first things the railroad did was to build to build the site and build this hotel, uh, which was uh, a great asset for the city, Was became the heart of the city socially then and continues to this day. And, and the hotel even predates Roanoke. Roanoke City was incorporated in 1883 and the hotel was opened in 1882. The first formal dinner served at the hotel was uh, Christmas Day in 1882. So it's kind of a fun story, great heritage. And uh, the railroad owned the hotel and operated it all the way up to 1989. And throughout that period, they went through a number of expansions and improvements and different food and beverage offerings. Um, the Crystal Ballroom here was the site of many high society events and some not so high society, including a cattle auction. <laughs> really? A cattle auction? Yeah, you know, because we're a railhead, right? So a lot of commerce coming through Roanoke and uh, the railroad did a great job from an archive standpoint. Lots of good photography, lots of good stories documented, and it really allowed the current ownership, Virginia Tech Foundation, to publish a history book of the hotel, which is available uh, here at the hotel and online. Um, and it's got a bunch of great stories about people that have passed through, presidents, celebrities. So it's it's a good read. It's good. It's entertainment. And uh, actually, that book was the foundation for a documentary that Blue Ridge PBS put together last year, which is a very nice hour-long piece that covers the history of the city back from 1850s all the way up through current ownership. Virginia Tech Foundation uh, in their partnership with the city of Roanoke with the conference center. So it's it's really an interesting story. And, and the hotel, the grand old lady on the hill has been blessed with uh, industrial or institutional ownership with a, a thorough commitment to uh, her glory and what her place is here uh, in the city as a gateway for, for folks coming through. And uh, my team and I are proud to carry on the heritage of that tradition and really keep service levels as, as high as we can. It's a great team, great execution. Um, and we were happy to receive AAA Four Diamond rating two years ago, which which was the first time in 15 years the hotel had had Four Diamond rating. And it, and it really came about because of uh, the service and a lot of investments. Um, the hotel was operated as a Doubletree hotel for years. And then 2016 with Hilton ownership, uh, upgraded the property. It became a curio by Hilton, which is a step above a full service Hilton hotel. Um, and from that point on, just kept adding services and amenities. We put an electric shuttle for the parking, uh, help guests up and down. Uh, we, we added our steam grab and go market, which is featured Starbucks product and has food and other refreshments. Uh, we renovated the conference center, all the public space in the hotel. And now we've opened uh, the Pine Room uh, expanded with 1882. So we really have uh, culminated to a point uh, where we really are a great destination here in Southwest Virginia um, and can continue to play that part of the community. Um, and 
we enjoy it. Yeah. Well, you know, as a, as a longtime Roanoke resident, uh, dating back to the mid 80s, you know, I've watched the different iterations of the hotel, even just during my time here. And I can say without hesitation, it is by far uh, the best version of the Hotel Roanoke that, that I've ever experienced. And, and, you know, for people who might be listening out of the area, if you come to Roanoke, you are, you are going to want to consider the Hotel Roanoke. Uh, as an option to stay or to go to eat or, you know, whatever it might be. It's right adjacent to downtown. It's absolutely a beautiful location with un- unbelievable landscaping, the big fountain out front. Uh, and it is a, a focal point of Roanoke. It is, it's an essential part of the Roanoke experience. And the thing, the thing that I love about the Hotel Roanoke is that is that even as a resident, that's a place that you go to eat. That's, you know, on Mother's Day, we, my boys and I would take Mary there for, for brunch. It's a, it's a place to go for, for a business lunch. And, you know, the thing about the Pine Room is that it was always kind of small. Uh, I, we went to the Pine Room after my oldest son's wedding. We got married on the roof of Center in the Square, and then everybody went over there. A lot of people were from out of town. They were staying at the hotel, and we all kind of gathered in the Pine Room, and I have a fond memory of that. But but you used to have a pool table, and there, you're right, it was it was cozy, but it didn't accommodate a lot of people. And now you walk in, and you can see that stainless steel kitchen that's right there uh, that, that's been sort of integrated into the Pine Room. But Brian, for people who have this memory of what the Pine Room was, how would you describe it in terms of today's version of it? Sure. You know, uh, let me just talk about the history of the Pine Room a little bit, uh, which, you know, is very uh, interesting. Um, it, it was really a, a banquet room back back in the day with a writing room attached. Um, and, you know, it was a side area of the lobby where hotel guests you know, pre, pre-internet, pre-computers could go and write letters and receive mail and uh, visit. So it had an important function. And uh, then during World War II, from 1943 to 1945, pilot training for the Navy was sited here in Roanoke. It was a partnership between Woodrum Field, which is now the Roanoke Blacksburg Airport, and Roanoke College. And Roanoke College hosted the classroom portion, and the airport had DC-3 aircraft, so they handled the live training portion, and a lot of the cadets and officers were housed at the hotel loan. So the railroad at the time uh, gave the Pine Room to, to the officers and called it an officer's club, and it became a membership only. If you were uh, allowed in, you got a card, hmm. and that's where uh, they entertained um, and uh, had family visit. And at the time, uh, in Roanoke, there were a lot of jazz musicians and big bands that would come through the city, um, and they would play in the Crystal Ballroom. And many of them, after their public show uh, in the Crystal Ballroom, would grab a few instruments and go entertain the troops in the Pine Room. So uh, even one orchestra um, called the Morton Downey Orchestra, it's, it's documented in our history book as having done that. And so it's kind of interesting to hear the different activities and, and how, how it was socially important. Um, so that's that's kind of one of those stories that's not well known. And what we've done is we've documented it. Uh, we found the newspaper, you know, the Roanoke Times, you know, June 1943, when they ran the story about it. And so we've recreated that front page um, and we've narrated it. So that history piece is now hanging in the Pine Room. 
Well, we got some photos from Woodrum Field from the Blacksburg Airport and uh, Roma College. Uh, so we created this history station uh, in the Pine Room, um, and we like that format. And, and over time, we're going to create more of these history stations uh, throughout the hotel so people can see that Ronald Reagan walked through the front doors, uh, that Jimmy Ca Carter visited a few years ago, um, things like that. So we're, we're excited to move on to that project, too. Oh, that'll be exciting. Let's, let's, uh, let's make sure that we keep that in front of our listeners here with the Visit VBR podcast. By the way, this is the uh, initial VBR podcast, and we're talking with Brian Wells, who is the uh, general manager of the Hotel Roanoke and Conference Center. They've got some exciting things going on, uh, some renovations. Uh, we've been talking about the Pine Room and then the 1882 Bar. Now, Brian, I've got to say that bar is, I just watched the video. I don't know who produced that video, but it is absolutely beautiful. And uh, I'll put a link to that with the show notes of this podcast so that, so that the listeners can watch that video that you guys did because it's great. But that was, I don't want to call it wasted space in the past. Um, and I'm sure that when, when people would gather and socialize in the hotel, maybe it was nice to have just a big open area, but that was a lot of square footage that was, to my mind, a lot of time just sitting there. Am I, am I right about that? Yeah, you know, the, the space went through a couple of different, different versions of itself. It actually at one point had a fountain, a working fountain. Okay. Um, water, you know, coming up, nice feature. You know, uh, I, I've never seen it, <laughs> but uh, then it, it became a more formal area to visit uh, with big uh, oversized seating. But, but again, other than that, you know, re no real activity in the space for the guests, uh, not necessarily considered an amenity. Um, and it connects to so many different areas of the hotel, the lobby, Peacock Alley. And of course, if you're in Peacock Alley, our garden courtyard is right there. Um, and uh, then the Pine Room, and it, it's really developed into a, a, a great centralized hub for people to get, you know, beverage, food, and, and start to sit in these different areas, even outside of the Pine Room and the great new star patio uh, that we built. And, you know, this past weekend, the hotel was sold out. Uh, multiple wedding groups, just the fall leisure travelers, and it, it just naturally was the place to be. You know, when you when you looked across the lobby as you entered it and you saw it, there was activity, there was energy. Um, oh, it, and, so it and, worked. It, it, the, the it, yeah, it was just, just just beautiful to to see people come down. I mean, and actually, the first day we we had the whole area screened off for construction, and the first day that we took down the screen and opened. Uh, we had a group in uh, Medical Facilities Association, and uh, they had a break from their afternoon meetings and went up to their room, and they needed to reassemble for a dinner in the garden courtyard uh, for 5.30, and they started coming down at 5, and we had taken the screen down like an hour before, and it was full. Like within an hour, the place was like sold out. So <laughs> we were like, this is, this is what, you know, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Um, right. So for us, it was beautiful to see. Uh, it's, it's nice. It, 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 I don't know how you guys figure out what the flow is inside of a, a grand hotel like this and, and where people are, are going to go and where they're going to want to go. And I'm sure some of it is based upon assumption and some of it's based upon science. But when it actually works, it's got to be very gratifying. Yeah, the whole team is completely excited and inspired by it. And, uh, you know, it's 
in this time, it's something that, you know, for us, it's a rallying point, you know, because the show must go on, you know, even in, even in a pandemic. And uh, we're, we're doing that uh, with lots of safe protocols and guidance from Hilton worldwide um, and from, you know, ownership like the city and Virginia Tech and the management company that runs the facilities, Benchmark Resorts and Hotels, uh, and they're from the Houston, Texas area. So we have a lot of great partners to rely on for good advice. Um, and, you know, we take the best ideas from, from everybody. Um, and, and we want you to have a memorable experience here, make memories um, and feel comfortable and safe while you're doing that. Yeah, well, so you mentioned the outside part of the Pine Room and I appreciate you you giving me a tour a couple of weeks ago before it opened, but there's a... a you have really expanded the outdoor uh, dining area there. And I, and I can see myself having many lunches there in the uh, days to come, but you've got a fire pit out there. T- tell, tell me more about uh, the outdoor opportunities. Sure. Well, we've uh, put, put up, you know, we knew that the, the arrival experience to the hotel has always uh, been a favorite. Your first trip to the hotel, you come up our drive, it's got these historic trees, you pull in uh, around the corner and there's the grand old lady revealed in front of you. And it's just a nice, makes you feel like you have arrived somewhere special. Uh, and that dining area was missing out there. And, and the view uh, at that front area over the railway operation and the city market building just needed to be taken advantage of. And it connected beautifully to the pine. So uh, we put that together. There's a pergola feature. Um, it's all well landscaped with nice lawn area adjacent to the patio and another little bit of history uh, that most people don't know is the hotel roanoke was the first building in the 1880s to have gas lamps in the entire city so we've added two gas lamps to flag the patio entrance you know for the pine room is kind of a another little throwback to a story about the hotel um and that, that patio's uh, open late, um, and we see a lot of uh, great memories being made there, and possibly hosting some small private events. You know, that, like you said, has a fire pit, uh, and then our garden courtyard has a, a fantastic fire pit, too, um, which is a little more secluded, um, a big space, but um, not out front, and uh, we're just seeing that people are, you know, just choosing the outdoor space, so yeah. it's working really well. I can I can see, of course, especially with COVID, maybe people feel more comfortable outside. But it just looked so inviting to me. Like as long as the weather wasn't an issue, that's where I would want to sit. Yeah, agree with you. And and it, and it is that kind of a space. And you mentioned the railroad area. You know, again, if you haven't seen it, uh, and you're you're listening to this podcast outside of Roanoke, the the railroad area there is kind of charming. It's not like heavy industrial. It's it's pretty, isn't it? It is. You know, we're 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 blessed to have this great skywalk, the city market skywalk, connect the hotel right to downtown. Um, so downtown Roanoke is one of our best amenities. Lots of great little shops, lots of great little restaurants and pubs. Uh, if you're into fresh brewed beer, we've got a lot of brew pubs um, and some award-winning restaurants. So on top of the hotel's offerings, if you travel into the area. You just have great choice. 
Um, so for us, that's exciting. We also in 2018 uh, started uh, rail service with Amtrak. So we are the southernmost point on the Northeast corridor for Amtrak. So if you wanna jump on that train in Boston and get to the farthest Southern point on the Northeast corridor, you'll end up right in front of the hotel. The platform conveniently is right on the other side of the skywalk. You can see it you know, from the hotel's front drive. And we like to refer to it as our train. And uh, so it's kind of, kind of another nice amenity here for, for the Hotel Roanoke and, and of course the city. Well, what, I mean, what a great getaway because that, that Amtrak does go all the way up through the Northeast Corridor. So for people who might be, you mentioned Boston, but I think Philadelphia is on that line, certainly Washington, DC. What a great way to just get on a train and, and you know read your iPad or work on your laptop and then get off and have a getaway in the mountains at the hotel. That, that sounds like not a bad long weekend. No, not at all. And, and, you know, you come down through Virginia's Blue Ridge Mountains, so it's kind of a scenic railroad all at the same same time. Yeah. So it's a great trip. Now, you mentioned, you mentioned that you've redone the conference center, uh, and the conference center is something that I can't remember when it was added to the hotel. It's been, it's been within the last, I want to say, 20 years, certainly during my time in Roanoke, and now you've renovated it. But, and I've attended so many events I can't even remember, and I've, I've emceed dozens and dozens of them in the various rooms over there. What's, tell people what our conference capacity is, what we're equipped to handle, and, and then for those of us who knew it in the past, what's different now? Sure. Well, just a quick history comment about the conference center. Uh, the, the railroad operated the hotel from 1989. Uh, and then decided they weren't in the room service business, they're in the rail business. So they transferred ownership for a nominal fee to the Virginia Tech Foundation with the caveat that they had five years to develop a plan to re renovate and more or less save, save the hotel. And immediately uh, the city of Roanoke and Virginia Tech Foundation engaged in a strategic planning uh, which uh, evolved into what is a 63,000 square foot conference center, which is seamlessly attached to the hotel. Uh, you, you get the feeling that it's always been here like the hotel. Um, and uh, so it's a great, you know, public-public uh, partnership uh, between the two entities. And uh, we celebrated our 25th anniversary at the conference center this past April. So um, it, the partnership's been successful that entire time, um, but we we have a, a Roanoke ballrooms, a grand ballrooms, 14,000 square feet, and then a very iconic crystal ballroom, uh, which is excellent for social events or, or really any event. Um, you know, we invested in the best technology uh, for presentations, um, and we're actually finalizing a project now uh, which installs hybrid meeting technology throughout the conference center, which is a, a big investment and a strategic one by uh, the ownership with the city to make sure the conference center remains highly competitive throughout the entire conferencing market in the, in the Commonwealth of Virginia. We have oh, a great... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, so just one other item that's really important to the conference center. We have a great lecture hall. It's called the Washington Lecture Hall. And it's a 200 seat tiered amphitheater with a stage and, you know, fully built in 
a great high def uh, 4K screen in the front. Uh, so if you have technical presentations that require, uh, you know, optical specifications for it to work for your audience, it's set up very well. And that also is a hybrid technology uh, configuration, hybrid meeting. Right. Now, you and I are both on the, the board of directors for Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge. And uh, as we got into COVID and the, the need for social distancing became uh, front and center, you set up a meeting for us there where we were able to have a meeting, but uh, everybody was comfortably distant from the whoever was closest to them. And it looks to me like you've, you've sort of solved that problem for people who need to have a conference or want to have a conference, but you still have to uh, give a nod to the safety considerations. Right. How, you know, can, can you describe, I'd rather have you describe how that room was situated, but, uh, but my memory of it was, and it was a couple months ago, uh, was that it, you know, it felt great. It was a great meeting and it was business as usual, except we were sitting a little further apart. Right. Well, we've got a great program from Hilton called Event Ready. And Event Ready is a systematic uh, way to set the room socially distanced. And in the case of your event, uh, everybody had their own six foot table and each six foot table was six feet apart. Uh, so you were uh, had a very spacious set, um, but part of the protocol for the team in advance uh, is to disinfect all the surfaces using EPA uh, certified uh, cleaners. Uh, we also have electrostatic spraying um, so it really can cover the whole area quickly and, and the space is ready for use 10 minutes later. Um, and the team that's trained to do that, of course, has been full protective gear. Um, and then at the end of their set, they leave a sign off for the meeting planner that says we, we, we've done step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And this is the team that's performed this service for you. Um, so when you arrive, you immediately see you've gotten that special attention. Um, and that, that doesn't stop there. Um, that kind of treatment uh, is throughout all of our public space, our public bathrooms. Um, and we have another program at Hilton called Clean Stay. And that's another method of ensuring the room um, is disinfected. We do our great job of cleaning uh, that we would always do um, with the added touches of the EPA certified COVID-19 disinfectants. Um, and Hilton partnered with Lysol and the Mayo Clinic. And the Mayo Clinic uh, put together, you know, a dozen touch points in a room that should get specially disinfected with Lysol products. Um, and Hilton rolled that out globally. Uh, we were an early adopter of the program. So our guest room experience and our meeting experience um, has a very good system to it. Awesome. Is, is the meeting business coming back a little bit? Yeah, we've had, you know, they're smaller meetings. Um, we've had, you know, a number of good day meetings. Um, in the month of September, we started to see uh, small two-day conferences uh, return, some good associations here in the state, in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Um, and, you know, we have fun jobs uh, like hosting the Virginia Tech football team on home appearances here in Blacksburg. Um, so, you know, they've started to come in. Um, uh, weddings seem to have come back first. 
Um, a lot of a lot of people haven't delayed their plans to, to, to get married. So we've hosted some wedding receptions and just room blocks for groups uh, looking to host their perfect wedding here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And there are a number of great venues throughout this area, some more uh, rural and outdoorsy, um, a variety of great indoor locations. You know, we obviously have, you know, four or five ballrooms and outdoor spaces where we can host the different styles of uh, wedding events. So right. um, we, we see it starting. Um, you know, we, we do think that in 2021, you know, when we get into the second quarter, you know, when you get into like April's, May's, June's, uh, we still have meaningful business uh, on our books. So, you know, that's that's when we, we think um, uh, a bigger recovery, so to speak. Will, will be in place uh, for the hotel room and conference center. And, and in the meantime, we put together strategies uh, week by week, month by month to be a travel destination um, for, for that season. And right now with the Pine Room and the Regency Room, uh, we've paired it with live entertainment. So every Friday, you know, through the fall, probably through the holidays, uh, we have some live entertainment you know, socially distanced both in the Pine Room and Regency. So you can more or less choose, choose your culinary uh, desire. And uh, it's, it's been a great format. And, and we see that our weekends coming up are booking up because people uh, understand we can offer that. Yeah, I would say that um, just from the outside looking in, you probably are coming up on somewhat of a, of a busy season You've got, of course, we've got, we're speaking now on October 13th, and depending upon the elevation, the leaves are just starting to change. Uh, my neighborhood butts up to the Blue Ridge Parkway, and we're mostly green here now, but we're starting to see some yellows and some reds coming through. But I'm sure you're going to get a lot of tourists who are, are coming down the Blue Ridge Parkway uh, or want to take a, a drive in the mountains to see the, the foliage, and then you'll get into Thanksgiving and then uh, you've got a lot going on at Christmas. I, you know, I feel like this is going to be a busy time for you. Yeah, it is. You know, uh, without those big 500-person conferences, uh, much of our other businesses is, uh, feels normal, you know, in some cases. In, in Thanksgiving, we are such a popular local destination. We, we literally are already sold out, you know, for recency room Thanksgiving dinner. Really? Um, yeah, it just happens. People start calling three, four months out. A lot of the same folks year to year. Um, we're their part of their tradition. They're part of our tradition. The team loves taking care of people on holidays. Um, and we always pair the Regency Room experience with uh, an experience in our ball, one of our ballrooms, which we will do again. So we'll have a great price fix menu in Regency. Um, and, you know, so that'll be a, a plated of it's not a buffet, you know, so you can go uh, be served. Um, uh, but we have a huge demand for people want the food station. You know, they want a buffet. And with the big space we have in the ballroom, we're able to set that up in a very distant, safe way. Uh, give a uh, you know, variety of 80 plus food items, you know, different stages throughout your meal. Um, and then have tables, you know, set well apart from each other. So. Uh, it'll be a big day for us. We'll have a lot of fun. Um, and then we do a program, John, every year called Fashions for Evergreens. Mm-hmm. And um, we're in our 20th year. Uh, we've been raising money for the United Way of Roanoke for the last nine years on the program. 
uh, well over $60,000. Um, we get organizations from out the city who adopt the tree. Um, and we have, uh, in normal years, up to 35 trees. Um, and they come and decorate a tree to represent their organization. Uh, which is really a lot of fun. It's very. They go all. I mean, they go all <laughs> out. This isn't. This isn't like little silver balls on a Christmas tree. People no. Really, really decorate these trees. Yeah, the, the creativity is astounding. Um, and every year we look forward to it, and um, we keep that competition fresh. We do competitions. Um, you know, best tree, designer choice, and then public vote. And in in this case, the public vote means did your tree tree raise the most money? United Way. Um, so that's a, a program we're going to run again this year. It'll 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 have fewer trees. Um, we'll space them out. Um, we'll have to, you know, control volumes of people coming through the hotel. You know, so there might be a little bit of a wait to get in, but we're going to do it for the safety of everybody. But the hotel will be decorated like every other Christmas holiday season. The, fantastic live tree out front in the circle and then the live tree in the hotel lobby um, and then these decorator trees uh, spread throughout um, and you know we we, we have a, a plan set up for one-way traffic so if you're coming to view our trees you come in one of our entrances you flow through and you come you come out on the other side um, and in that way again another step in social distancing and, and safety um, but we, we look forward to maintaining that program, you know, and we consider it part of, uh, you know, civic pride here, here in Roanoke and uh, partnered with downtown Roanoke Inc. There are 25 days of Dickens, you know, for Christmas, um, you know, it's just a fun, Roanoke's a great place to shop for the holidays. You know, we get a lot of people who stay overnight at the hotel, stay for a couple days, do their shopping in downtown. Um, and, and they're done, right? They, they take care of all their folks and uh, have fun doing it. So that's a that's something we, we promote every year. Well, there's, uh, there's certainly a lot of reason to continue to think about the Hotel Roanoke. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you have uh, so far weathered the COVID storm, as it were. Uh, I feel like uh, they're talking about vaccines and so forth. Do you, do you do you see a day when life returns to normal and business returns to normal and the newly renovated hotel Roanoke really gets to step into the light? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pe- pe- there's a lot of pent up demand right now, and, and it's really just a confidence issue. Chris Chris Nassetta, CEO of Hilton Worldwide, you know, he's he's bullish on a vaccine. Um, you know, he's had ownership calls talking about it. Um, you know, there's four or five companies in phase three trials. Um, and, um, you know, until then, everybody needs to do their part, mask up, and, you know, do, do all those things that uh, cut, cut back on spread. Um, but, but I think you can go on with life, you know, as long as you do, do that and, and you do it for yourself and you do it for others. Um, and um, I think that's the best approach until, until the vaccine's out. But, but I see it happening and, and I see late next year, um, you know, return to conferences. And, and honestly, they could become more effective, you know, with uh, a large live attendance an even larger hybrid meeting attendance that, you know, people who run conferences and meetings through their sponsors for the events uh, can reach a larger audience. 
and be more successful. So I'm, I'm bullish on it. And uh, we just got to be patient to get there. Great. Anything else you want to talk about regarding the, the hotel or, or anything new that we might have missed? I think you did a fantastic job, John. Uh, we covered a lot of ground. And, uh, you know, we're myself and my team, we're, we're here to make memories for you. And if you've got uh, a free day and, and the weather forecast says the sun's shining, well, you know, we're a great one night getaway here in Virginia. Um, if the forecast says it's raining, we're a great one night getaway here in Virginia. We got right. got great restaurants. We have a, a small spa operation. They do it's it's called the Salt Foot Sanctuary. So they do uh, custom foot soaks and neck and arm massage while you soak uh, in their special concoctions. Uh, and they also have rooms for uh, spa treatments. We get a lot of romance packages, a lot of couples massages. So, you know, we you don't need to go or on a flight to get to a, a nice spa destination. Um, we're, we're we're a quick getaway, um, and it'll you know you can be here for a night. You feel like you've gotten away for three days. So, we hope we hope to get that opportunity with some of your listeners, John. All right, Brian Wells, General Manager, Hotel Roanoke. Thank you for joining us on the Visit BBR podcast. It's a pleasure, John. Thank you. So thanks to Brian Wells for joining me here on the very first Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. If there is a capital of Virginia's Blue Ridge, it has to be the Hotel Roanoke. As you, as you heard Brian say, the hotel is actually a year older than the city of Roanoke itself. Roanoke was called Big Lick way back in the day, I guess because there were salt licks here naturally and the uh, the animals came and, and licked the salt. So it was called Big Lick. I think Roanoke is a much better name. I don't know about you. Uh, And a lot of people confuse us with Roanoke Island off of the coast of North Carolina, but uh, we are not connected. We are a small city in the mountains of Western Virginia and the, um, the Roanoke River flows right through here. Now, COVID has created so many issues for hotels and the whole travel industry, but they're figuring it out and people, and they're actually improving it. So when the world comes out of the pandemic, the hotel will be better than ever. And Brian talked about that. Don't forget to check out the show notes. We'll have links to all the amenities. If you're looking for the ultimate guide to what's going on here, you need to check out visitvbr.com. That'll be in the show notes as well. There, There's blogs, there's maps for cycling, hikes to waterfalls, lists of restaurants, blogs, directions for our Cheers Trail, which guides you through our local brew pubs, and of course, all the information you need if you want to ride your bicycle here, and even the hotels, like the Hotel Roanoke, which have bike watch, bike wash stations. So if you go out and get your bike all muddy, like I typically do when I ride at the, at the uh, uh, Carvin's Cove, uh, you can wash your bike off, and you can make sure it's nice and clean, and you don't have to worry about that mud damaging your bike and there's special stations for that and there are several hotels in the region that offer that all that information is at visitvbr.com now if you come here and you do something fun we do have a campaign called be a trail setter so post a picture on instagram on facebook with the hashtag trail setter all one word thanks again to brian wells for being the first interview here on the visit vbr podcast we'll have another podcast coming out soon and i hope to see you here in virginia's blue ridge